Hello everyone and welcome back guys to a brand new podcast. Yes, episode 30 of the Unnamed Motorsport Podcast. Once more, back with Jamie183. Jamie, how, how are you doing this week, mate? Pretty good. Uh, I wasn't able to watch the race in full again. Um, but yeah, I, I caught up. It seems like a good race, a decent race anyway. I'm very nervous <laughs> getting straight on as a Max fan. But we move and it's all good. <laughs> You're still in the lead of the championship for now, but... Yeah, yeah. Jeddah, Jeddah <laughs> and Yas Marina. I, I cannot wait. If I know we're going to talk about this later on in the podcast as well, but if for whatever reason Hamilton does manage to bring this back, the amount of comments that are going to be, Yas Marina oh. changed their track to make it Mercedes OP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking forward to whichever way the championship goes. The amount of bad takes people bring There's back. There's going to be so much salt. Honestly, so it's going to be mad. Um, I'll be one of them if it's a Max, if it's a Lewis title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, the, the streets are going to run thick with the, the sense of salt in the air, but yeah. It's absolutely the best title fight in super long, though. Well, I retweeted something earlier on today, I don't know if you saw it. 2012. It's much better than 2012. Uh, yeah, I retweeted something earlier on today going, it's a good job we've had both Max and Lewis this year. Otherwise, one of them would have probably ran one of the most dominant title campaigns true, of all actually. time. Like, yeah. it, it makes you realise, <laughs> obviously, the last couple of years, Hamilton hasn't really had to work as hard for his titles, has he? It does make you wonder just how many Grand Prix he could win in the year, like, if he properly wanted to. If he had... I guess you'd raise a level when you got a competition, didn't you? Exactly. So when it's just exactly. Bottas, you just do what you need to do, and sometimes you're off it because you're not focusing. Exactly. Yeah, he's too this busy year, doing what everyone's so on it. And like... Yes. Yeah. But obviously, we left Brazil last weekend. I'm rather surprised. Obviously, we kind of all forgot we got three races in the Middle East to finish the year, but we've got a break week in the middle, but not a break week from going from <laughs> South America to Asia. Not Very a... strange. Yeah. Not not 100 sure how that works, but. We head to La Salle. Now, I'm guessing, obviously, for you, Jamie, it was a track you'd never heard of, knew nothing about before this weekend. That's true. I, yeah. I saw maps and thought it looked like a B-Tech Bahrain. So. To be fair, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> um, I'd driven it a little bit, or ridden it even, I should say, on MotoGP games in the past. Um, and then I think I'd done a few laps on a Seto Corsa years ago, uh, back when I used to just download every mod I could find. But, <laughs> yeah, heading into... I know one the... thing. You know one thing. Nick Hockenberg held the track record before this weekend. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Who did then? It was Davide Ragon, because I made a video on this. Oh, well, he won the last race there. It doesn't mean he held that record, then, I don't know. does I it? thought he had that record. My nope. stats terrible. Davide Ragon did a 138.699, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Thank you very much. In the GP2 Asia 2009 series. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. It is. It is. That's why it made, to, it, made it to a short video. Um... <laughs> But yeah, of course, we left Interlagos last weekend, didn't we? Uh, still, tensions were running high. Mercedes confirmed they were going to be announcing they were going to appeal the decision for Max Verstappen not getting a penalty uh, in Interlagos, obviously for the controversial defensive manoeuvre. I think we, to be honest, we all knew that the FIA weren't going to change their mind yeah. on that. They'd been made to look such mugs for not being able to get the footage in the first place. There was no way they were going to go, oh yeah, sorry, we made a mistake. Yeah. They, yeah, there was no way it was going to get reopened just because of the onboard footage. Like, to be fair, I thought the onboard footage sort of made their case, like in terms of the FIA, it, it suited their story quite well because he wasn't out of control. No, to be fair, like you watch it yeah. from the onboard and it doesn't look as bad. No. To be I mean, it's horrendous driving It's still, still. not good driving. And yeah. If that happened to me in league racing, I would fume. Like you think, but... if, if he crashed into <laughs> Hamilton there, like we said last week, it would have been a pen. 
Like okay. if Hamilton had tried to make the yeah. corner. But yeah, so obviously the only other sort of major news then before the sale was, of course, we. I mean, we confirmed this last week before it happened. But Giovinazzi is out of the Formula One drive. Yeah. Yeah. Don't care at all. Obviously, you're a big Guan Yu Zhou fan. Like I've said before, neither of them really deserve the seat. It should have gone to Piastri. I mean, Zhou does deserve the seat. Zhou and Piastri both deserve a seat, and it's just happened. But Piastri deserves one a lot more. Piastri, I can say this now, come back to it in 10 years' time. Piastri will have a longer career than Zhou in F1, I think. Really? But I think, yeah. Yeah. Like, do you not agree? I remember. The problem is, yeah, is I just. I'm going to mug Matt off about something. Back in, must have been 2016. This is a, such a throwback. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with this. Quote from Matt Two One Two. So I said, "Oh, Pierre Gasly will have a much longer career than Jody and Palmer because I was a big Gasly fan." Was it fan, Gasly? So or was it Hulkenberg? It was Gasly for okay. sure because he wasn't in the drive at the time. Right. Matt then says, "Oh, but you're acting as if Gasly ever gets a drive." <laughs> yep. So you you claim to me that yeah, Gasly will be in F1 less than Johnny and Farmer, which is already incorrect. Just a reminder, junior teams don't count. <laughs> I, I don't make the rules, Jamie, but junior Alpha teams Tari don't count. count yeah. Let's okay. just remember, Johnny and Palmer maintained a seat in a top team for nearly two years. A top team? They were nice. Renault are a huge manufacturer. <laughs> How can you not think they're a top team? Okay. He put and the groundwork in to allow Fernando Alonso to get a podium this weekend, and don't you forget it. Okay. <laughs> he is also, all jokes aside, a fantastic analyst. He actually is, yeah. Low key. High key. He's he's amazing. Yeah. We yeah. like Julian Palmer now. Exactly. We've gone from Giovinazzi to Julian Palmer there. That is impressive for us. Um but yeah, Giovinazzi out of the seat. Again, no real surprises there. Guan Yu Zhou, I'll be interested to see how he fares next year. Uh, I'd but really I, hope he beats Bottas. I'd, I'll laugh so hard. I think we'd all laugh pretty hard if he does beat Bottas, but I'd laugh through the tears because I know you will bang on about it forever. <laughs> For the rest of his career, exactly, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. When he's getting slapped up by some well, Oscar Piastri, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, moving though to LaSalle, I watched a little bit of Friday practice, only briefly, just because it just so happened I remembered it was on. Um, yeah, I think the, the track... Drivers seem to be enjoying the track, but it was always one of those ones, wasn't it, where you sort of think it'll be a good laugh to sort of qualify around, but not really a particularly great Formula One circuit. Yeah, which even look at the maps, you could sort of tell yeah. that was going to be the case. But it, I, I liked how there's some tracks that really like split the drivers between who's good and who's not, and like the, the driver tracks rather than the car tracks, like stuff like Monaco. I would argue is. Probably the the moment the the most Monaco is one. the biggest drivers track in yeah. F one, yeah. And LaSalle felt quite like a driver track because I think you so, some of the gaps were so big. You <laughs> get like that crazy. generally though were first races at venues though, don't you? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Obviously, it's a lot less of an impact nowadays because obviously all the teams have got the simulators and all this, that, and the other. But apart from Haas and Ferrari, <laughs> apparently oh, really? a Ferrari didn't have a simulator for this track because I I don't know if you watched it on YouTube. They did a lap of LaSalle with Sainz and Leclerc, and Sainz said he didn't get to do any laps on the simulator, and Leclerc misheard him. And went, wait, you got laps on the simulator? The team didn't tell me you didn't have it. <laughs> so I think he was about to walk out of Ferrari uh, in that That's moment. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was it was never going to be a track that reshapes the way we view Formula One, was it? But not at all. For a Grand like, again, obviously you get that sort of first race of a certain track hype, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it was 
it was interesting. I think that it's I like it when the the best drivers can actually make a difference, which I think we saw. Yes, yeah, um, exactly. With Gasly falling out of the points from the front row. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more in just a moment. Of course, we jump into qualifying, though. Um, nothing really happened in Q1. The only massive shock, it kind of just felt, didn't it, like all the midfield teams were very much converged on each other this weekend. Mm. Like, really, Ferrari, McLaren... Almost what we hoped for at the start of the year with Aston and Alpha Tauri. Yes, and Al- yeah. Alpine being, like, right there with yes. the Ferrari and McLaren. Yeah, um... But, yeah, nothing really happened in Q1. Perez out in Q2 was a rather big shock, wasn't it? In fact, a lot of Q2 was quite surprising. Perez being the main one, but, like... Leclerc went out? Leclerc went out and Ricardo... I mean, Ricardo Ricardo was no surprise, was it? Um, But, yeah, so... Then, obviously, we get to Q3. And this is where the drama kicked off. So, Hamilton has been looking in control, but not unreachable, hasn't he? Like, you you can sort of... Like, you could think Max might be able to get a worldly of a lap in and beat him. Yeah. Hamilton then immediately comes out with a mega banker lap right at the start of Q3. Yeah. Um, Max was still only, what, two tenths off it or something? No, wasn't three or four, runs. I think, wasn't it? No, but, you know, you might have been right. At the end of the first runs, yeah, it might have been about two, three tenths. Obviously, they all then start going out for their final runs. Hamilton goes purple, sector one, three tenths up on his previous. Purple through sector two. Comes across the line. The team was saying, like, pole would be, like, a high one-minute 20. That's what they believe, like, a 20.9. Hamilton bangs in, what, a 20.82 or something mad. Yeah, it was very, very good. So he's immediately, like, six cents up on pole position. And then the man we've we've grown to... Well, Jamie's always loved him, but the man I've grown <laughs> to love this year, Paul Pierre Gasly, final couple of corners, just runs a bit wide over the curb, front wing gets caught and punctures the front left tyre. It was actually... On to beat Bottas. Obviously, Bottas would have improved, you'd imagine. Yes, yeah, Bottas was up. Had Gasly finished a lap, he would have gone third at that point. Yes, yeah. So, obviously, he's limping around the final couple of corners, um, trying just... I don't know really... Because the thing was, he got too far past the pit lane, didn't he? Like, he couldn't get into the pit lane yeah. at the time. So, he was kind of just trying to stay out the way, which is always a bit difficult right at the end of qualifying, isn't it? Because this isn't a common occurrence in a qualifying no, session. not at all. Um, and the marshals and the stewards couldn't decide if to throw a yellow flag or not i think it's always this with a race direction like you know they 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 don't want to throw a yellow flag because it ruins qualifying <laughs> but they sort of have to when it's a slow car yeah on the inside of the track exactly but they didn't do it at first and then only when the marshals started waving flags because they just do it by default it's what they're trained point, to do yeah yeah at that point they were like yeah we better throw actually yellow flags out which certain drivers chose to not paying attention to which was uh, a bit stupid yes yeah. yeah so weirdly enough we had <coughs> three drivers ignore it and they all got different penalties in the what end what did science get in the end science didn't get a penalty in the end ferrari somehow that? ferrari somehow managed ferrari to wrangle him out of it yeah. FIA. <laughs> exactly um bottas got a three-place penalty for ignoring single waved yellows i saw so many comments on twitter about this why he yeah. got less of a grid drop than max and obviously, Max got a five-place grid penalty for double-waved yellows at the end there. So, Gasly went from getting a puncture to P4 to getting that puncture, moving himself up a row on the grid to start on the front row. <laughs> yeah. Which, they put Alonso into third as well, which was pretty incredible for the Alpine Alon- team. Alonso in third for Alpine as well. And obviously, this was the big battle. Obviously, Alpha Tauri and Alpine tied on points going into this weekend. This was... I mean, obviously, the battle at one and two is still really close. But this Three was the other... has died down a little bit. Yeah, Ferrari have just been comfortable. And this was sort of like the <clears> big <throat> battle again, wasn't it? That really could go mm. either way to the end of the year. 
Um, but again, obviously, we'll talk more about that when we get into the race. So, yeah, like you said, though, we've got Hamilton on pole, uh, Pierre Gasly on the front row ahead of Fernando Alonso and Lando Norris there. Um, then there was some confusion between whether Bottas or Sainz should be starting fifth. How on earth the FIA managed to mess that up, I'll never know. Yeah, what? Did you not see this? I didn't see I didn't see much on Sunday morning at all. So basically, the original grid had Bottas in fifth until people <clears> pointed out he qualified third, so he should be sixth. Because of whether obviously the way the penalties work, Max oh, yeah, got a penalty like, first. So Bottas so apparently moves up to P two, but he doesn't because he got a penalty as well. Yeah. <clears throat> It's like when, do you remember Monza 17, where, like, all but eight drivers had, like, man-engine penalties what was it, and it all went to... Was it Sainz who got a 10-place penalty and started where he qualified anyway, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> there was someone else. I think it was I think it was Magnussen took a five-place penalty and yeah. moved up a place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... Wild, wild times back at Monza. That was such a stupid race. But, yeah, I mean, as a Hamilton fan, I'm looking at that starting grid thinking, yep. Yeah, Good, good, good luck, boys. Yeah. Have, have a fun battle behind. Hamilton yeah. is sailing off into the sunset. And to be fair, didn't quite sail off into the sunset, but he certainly didn't look like he was having a fight for the win, did he? He was looking like he kept them at arm's length the whole time. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. And Hamilton... Verstappen recovered extremely well after being an idiot in qualifying. Well, this is what I was about to say, shouldn't we? Obviously, off the start. Hamilton, really, there's no more mention of him in this video. He, he just leads <laughs> the way at the front, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, but we saw Alonso jumped Gasly off the start. Yep. Max had a... almost killed Verstappen. Yep, well. he did almost kill Verstappen through turn two, completely swapped across him, which I thought, Alonso, I don't like you, but I really want to. <laughs> um, obviously, Max then ended up P2 anyway by, like, lap five because Gasly let him through. I mean, he went wide. <laughs> he let him through. Like, did, okay. you, did you hear the team radio? I heard the team radio at the yeah, same time. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like... it, it was... And the thing is, like, <clears throat> as a Hamilton fan, it's like annoying to see that but on the other hand i'm sort of like it made no difference verstappen would have got him you've also got to look you've got racing i mean back when it was racing point i guess it was more so close to mercedes but mercedes have control of williams basically wow that's useful isn't it there was one race in monaco i can't remember what year it was but they it was it must have been 17 because hamilton was recovering they told ocon to let him through in monaco which he wouldn't but have got through by the He was still a Mercedes Junior then. But he's still not a Mercedes driver. Like, people complain that, oh, it's unfair, Red Bull have got four cars and Mercedes only got two. It's just these things happen sometimes. Like Yeah, and this is the problem, isn't it? F- like, people forget F1 is a business. Yeah. Like, the teams, are, the teams are businesses. Like, our entertainment is kind of just a byproduct of that. Yeah. Like it's it's a weird concept when you think about it, like sport in general. Well, it's all sport generally, isn't it? But yeah, they're, they're businesses at the end of the day, and if there's Cashola to be had, hence why everyone has released NFTs this year. Yeah, like gotta gotta love that. But yeah, so we see obviously Gasly let Max through on lap three, then he gets Alonso on like lap five or lap six, doesn't he? Around the outside, whilst obviously all this is going on, Perez is making slow progress back up the order. Bottas finally does something after Toto Wolf Bottas yells dropped in. down from, like, 6th to... Where did 11th by the end of that one. It yeah. was terrible. I mean, it, the thing was, I wasn't even surprised by that. I, it was that whole angry yeah. but not... Sorry, yeah, angry... No, not angry, just not disappointed. Yeah. Like, it's just frustrating watching that. And again, it's... Oh, Bottas is such a conundrum. Like, how can one weekend he be matching Hamilton and the next he can't overtake Lance Stroll? 
Yeah. It just doesn't make it, sense. It's very, it's bizarre. It's just, I, I can't wait for him to not be a Mercedes anymore. Yeah, honest. exactly. <laughs> but he did pull off a good little move, though. Obviously, Yuki Tsunoda was under pressure from both Stroll and yeah. Bottas. Uh, they Almost th- made a right mess of it. But... <laughs> yeah, they go three wide into turn one. Uh, Stroll hooks it around the outside and obviously completes the move there. So Tsunoda loses two places in one go. Um, then after this, again, sort of the race kind of quietens down, doesn't it? We've sort of got Bottas and Perez both making slow progress. Gasly pits really early and is never seen again. He gets lost in yeah, the shadow they, round. They, they chose to go through Q2 on softs, both Alvatari's. Yeah. Which Gasly certainly could have got through on mediums, you imagine, because Sainz did. But Perez couldn't. Yeah, I know Perez, but the Alvatari... I saw a take, actually. I'm not going to agree with it. I'm just going to state it. But the AlphaTauri was as quick as their ball this weekend. Oh, the behave. just on a different level. Behave. <laughs> Both of them out-qualified Perez. Like... Yeah, but Perez just... Like, I, I think it was... They were close, but only on Saturday. Like, race pace, they were no... Oh, yeah, race pace, the Red Bull was obviously way yeah, quicker. They clearly set up the card just for all-out qualifying because mm. everyone thought it was going to be a lot more difficult to overtake here, didn't they? Yeah. Um... But obviously, we then see Max and Lewis pit quite early as well. Obviously, Max, I think, was just trying to sort of rustle Lewis's feathers. Uh, but Mercedes were like, he's 10 seconds back. We just pit the lap we after he care. does. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was just the game plan all day. Um, lap 29, though, already halfway through the Grand Prix. And it still doesn't feel like a huge amount has happened. Perez and Alonso have a nice little battle through turn 1, 2, 3, and 4, don't they? Yeah, pretty good. Perez looks fairly good for a podium at that point. Obviously, Bottas is well back. Um but yeah, we'll get to why it didn't happen eventually. But yeah, soon after that, both both of them pitted, didn't they, for the first time? Uh, yes. This is the point I didn't watch the race at. So yeah, I'm yeah. pretty certain they had both pit by this point in the Grand Prix because obviously Alonso made a one-stop work from soft tyres. Yeah, amazing is, stuff. Which was kind of wild. Uh, but then of course the drama starts to kick in. Lap 33, Bottas still out there on mediums. Lord knows why. Gets a puncture and then goes, tries to take his normal breaking point into the next corner. They just go as his gravel around the edge of the track. So, like, uh, it was just frustrating, <laughs> of course. For Bottas, then obviously he comes in pits, he's down to like P14. I thought they're just going to get him to set fast lap of the Grand Prix. Nope, Mercedes don't even do that with him. They don't, they can't even trust him to do that. They just retire the car. <laughs> I think they probably knew that whatever, like, Verstappen was going to pit for softs regardless. So, yeah, but then Verstappen couldn't because of the VSC. Yeah, but he still set fastest lap on the end. Yeah, but that was much earlier. No, but he set on the last lap he got faster. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Again, sorry. Yeah, yeah I did. So, I did like, regardless, they knew that Bottas was probably not going to go quicker than Verstappen. But you may as well just get him to do it once anyway, get, just in get, case. Yeah. Um, but they just retired him. I don't know if there was damage or anything, but whatever. Yeah. It was pretty irrelevant race from Bottas. He's, he can't be far ahead of Perez now as in the championship. Either, no, he's so not. That'd be, that'd be quite funny. He's not. Yeah, because it must be, what, 13 <clears> points? Which is entirely doable with how Bottas has been performing. Two races to go, yeah, certainly doable. Um, lap 42, though, Perez obviously comfortably sat in P3. Red Bull pit him, which even now I'm not quite sure of, because, of course, Sergio Perez is the tyre wear saver of the year, of the decade, really. Yeah, him or Button, you'd imagine. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was probably just out of safety, really. Like, you can either risk, a, like, take a risk and go for P3, or pit and probably come p3 anyway but if not p4 for sure yeah yeah and obviously with the construction on the line they might as well just pit and go for p4 exactly and i think obviously you've already seen bottas with all these issues today obviously yeah. you just sort of think we may as well um 
but Perez was very com- confused by this. I think Red Bull did just genuinely believe he was easily going to murder back up to P3. Um, obviously, Which he almost did. He yeah. almost <laughs> did, in all fairness. But I was I was disappointed to see how little he was closing up on Alonso towards the mm. end. Obviously, Fernando Alonso gets on the radio and tells Esteban Ocon to defend like a lion. Um, Which, if he's seen Ocon drive a car before, is very unlikely. Yeah, Ocon, Ocon defends like a house in cat instead. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of so, course, Williams, who have... I mean, they were the talk of the town at the halfway stage of the year, weren't they? They're, they're back. Yeah, they got, like, what, three double points finishes in four races or something? Yep. And they're, they're, now they're nowhere again. And both drivers get punctures on lap 51 and 52, respectively. Yeah. And they both seem, like, obviously caused by the excessive curve usage, I'd imagine. But not, like... They were failures because they'd been on the tyres too long, which is... Not a good look for Pirelli. No, especially when they brought the hardest compounds this weekend. Yeah, yeah it was all very, very weird, wasn't it, at the end? Um, obviously, we got a late race safety car, which kind of screwed up any sort of last lap Perez-Alonso battle. Obviously, yeah, because Perez is only three seconds off at the checker, so maybe one and a half, four laps, which is what the VSC was. Yeah, My, it, there could have the been lap. the battle there, couldn't there? Um, yeah. But yeah, obviously, like you said, though, Max Verstappen took fastest lap right on the final lap of the Grand Prix. Fernando Alonso... Back on the podium. I'm not an Alonso fan, but fair play. It was still quite nice to see, wasn't it? Exactly. Podium 98 for Fernando. I think he deserves 100 by the time he retires. If he gets 100, that'd be class, yeah. yeah. I mean, Hamilton's got that many wins, but, you know, there's levels to this game. <laughs> well, well, we'll gloss over the reasons. <laughs> he's a better driver, and he's given a better machinery. Mm. Second one's true. <laughs> Are you trying to argue? <laughs> Are you sorry? No. May, may I would I argue Pete Alonso. P- I mean, they tied on points, and Hamilton got massive team. And uh, how many favoring. world championships did they have at that point? What McLaren? No, For both Alonso and Lewis. Two and zero. And how many seasons of Formula One had Hamilton done before that year? Zero. Exactly. Alonso had only done about five. So. How do you lose to a rookie when you're double defending world champion? Because it's a very good rookie. The and best he got rookie massive favouring from the team. Uh, yeah, well, I think, that, to be fair, the stats don't lie who's the better driver. I think that's, that's only fair at the end of the day. Oh, let's use stats. Yeah, let's yeah, do that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like, look, going back to what we were saying, it was Boss nice to see Alonso on the podium. It was, it was nice to see Alonso was, back, yeah. on, back on. I like... He absolutely deserves it. He's so much better than Ocon this season. Obviously, Ocon's had the fluky win. Yes, yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's what all the drivers, apart from Alpha and Haas and Latifi, have now had a podium. And Stroll. Oh, and Sonoda. And Sonoda. Yeah, yeah it's only twelve this year, isn't it? Is that 12? Tw- I thought it was more than that. Um, <coughs> but it's Stroll, Sonoda, and the backmarkers, isn't it? Bottom three. No, because Russell's had one. Russell Seven. Did, yeah. Thirteen. Yeah. Which is, Which is pretty good going. It's just complete... I'm going to go on a Hulk rant here. You stop me if you want. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we saw, what, 13 last year as well, didn't we? Yeah. Which is, you know, like... I'm going to... This is going to... I'm so clingy. Go on, I'm going I'm to give you 30 seconds. <laughs> the, whole, the whole time Hulk is in F1, the only podium sitters you had to the big three teams, basically, plus one or two more yep. over a whole season... It was usually around seven or eight drivers a season. Yep. The two seasons since he's been gone, they've now had 
14 drivers each year <laughs> just because it's been way less predictable and way closer and it's just, just a reminder script. as well normally the extra person that would get those podiums was Hulkenberg's teammate only twice in three years yep <laughs> yeah and how many podiums did Hulkenberg bottle um, I would argue one 100% of the podiums he could have got is the correct answer. Yeah, um, that's true, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day though, LaSalle is a track then, Jamie. Obviously, it we're coming back to Qatar in 2023. Obviously, it's not meant to be LaSalle, but would you be gutted if it was for, even for a couple of years? Not really. It's it's better than Catalonia, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty low benchmark, but yeah. It's definitely not the worst. On the, like, I'm, I'd am i be happier to see LaSalle on the calendar than Sochi. Yeah, yeah, that's fair so, enough. That's fair enough. As long as it's, basically, if it's not in the bottom three, um, it's whatever, in it? Like, yeah. Have it back. I think this was the thing, wasn't it? It certainly <coughs> wasn't a track that I'm like, oh, I'm gutted we're going to Saudi next weekend. I would have loved a back-to-back Qatar Grand Prix. <laughs> but... Is there it, any track you do say that for? <laughs> Well, I mean, we've had a few decent races this year. Um, yeah, I guess. I'm trying to think. Now I've said that, are there any tracks that I always think go back for more? Monza well, generally Russia. can be. Yeah, Monza's before. I'd rather have a second Monza race in Russia. That's true. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, but, of course, there was even more controversy after the Grand Prix. Uh, Christian Horner managed to get himself a warning. Was this not after qualifying? This, I think, he might have been after qualifying, yeah, but it was only declared after It was about yellow flags, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Because he was was calling it a rogue marshal waved a yellow flag, despite it literally being a slow car on a track. And these marshals give it their time for free, usually. They don't get paid very much. They don't get paid. It's voluntary. They're not. I'm pretty certain. It is free, yeah. So, yeah, try go racing without them, Christian, and see how it goes. Yeah, and this is the problem, isn't it? Like, don't get me wrong. Toto and Christian have both said some dumb stuff this year at times. But I can't help but feel there's a lot more excrement being thrown up from the Red Bull camp in recent weeks. Especially... Recently, yeah, but there was so much... Around the time Max kept winning in, like, the five races in a row, whatever it was for Red Bull, the Mercedes crew were hating it. Yeah. <laughs> and throwing up sounds super Well, Flexi wins, yeah. which, to be fair, did get sorted out. And which team is the only one who's been disqualified for a rear wing this season? And which driver won that Grand Prix, remind me? <laughs> There's levels to this, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, some of the comments, obviously, you can understand are just general, you're in a tense battle with another team. A couple of the ones I've really hated have been, rather unsurprisingly, Joss Verstappen. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a bit of a tool anyway. Exactly. The drug claims, I think, are horrendous. What did he say? Uh, He reckons Hamilton's been injected with stuff recently. He reckons Hamilton's injecting Hamilton with things. (laughs) That's horrific. Now, I'm sorry, but suggesting that of someone that might have had a bad track record of that in the past is dodgy enough. Did he actually say that? Yes. He said it at Brazil and this weekend. I've seen that he's. I've seen an article. Joss Verstappen quotes Hamilton and Mercedes are doing something illegal. He's claimed, yeah, that Angela is doing something that's to Lewis. Awful. Like, I'm sorry again. Like I said, someone that's had a ropey track record with that sort of thing anyway is iffy. You're saying a thing, but yeah. Hamilton has been one of the best ambassadors for the sport over the last 15 years. 
And he's one of the most sporting drivers. Exactly. Apart from when he's against Rosberg. Even then, he's still pretty good, <laughs> let's be fair. Um, yeah. To even try and suggest that, I think, genuinely, I think if he says it again, you should ban him from coming to Grand Prix for like three Grand Prix or something like that. I mean, like you, yeah. you cannot have someone <clears throat> in the F1 circus, if you will, who is a literal clown. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of them going around, but he's yeah. like, basically defamation isn't it like <laughs> it's just like you know, you know there's that one kid at school that like takes the joke too far yeah. like that's Jos Verstappen with this and I mean and that let's kid be usually fa- ends up a woman beater and Jos Verstappen is that as well oh dear so. god that got dark very quickly I was, well it's true I, 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 yeah I was going to try and avoid that <laughs> side of Jos Verstappen as well that makes him even more of a dick um, yeah. we're keeping it PG friendly as well I could say <laughs> a whole lot worse than that don't you worry um but he's just a hateful character, isn't he, Jos Verstappen? Yeah. Like, like I, I really like Max. I don't like where he came from. <laughs> no, no. It's He's a very, very difficult person to even want to listen to, <laughs> never mind sort of there's certain process. people who you just think are a bit... They're a bit like, what, I don't know I'm going to listen to them. So if you like Jack Villeneuve. Yeah. Or... Uh, or Helmet Marco, but there's few, you can't like they're not offensive to anyone. They're just a bit stupid. Yeah, Jos Verstappen is definitely like a yeah. hateful person. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, um, but anyway, back to more positive notes though, or more positive notes if you're a Hamilton fan like me. Total Wolf <laughs> has confirmed that the OP engine is back for Saudi Arabia. Why wasn't it at LaSalle? By because they're probably worried it's going to blow up. Okay, I hope it blows up. I really <laughs> no. don't. If it's, I mean, the Brazil, the the speed of that engine was crazy. Yeah. So I'm, it's entirely possible Hamilton was the last two races. I I'd probably say he's the favourite to win the last two races. Uh again, I think like we said, didn't we last week? Whoever wins La Sale is surely in, surely in the seat right now. Oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be so sad for the weeks. Just remember, Jamie, you're not <laughs> the guy that already got a tattoo of Max Verstappen 2021. That's champion. true. Like, that's, yeah, that's that's lucky actually. Mercedes have just turned up the wick recently, haven't <coughs> they? Like I saw, I can't remember which F1 journalist it was tweeted today, but there is no driver in Formula One that, when backed into a corner, can come out all guns blazing in the same way Hamilton can. Yeah, I don't know what he's been doing the rest of the year, to be honest. And Mercedes, especially, like I think Mercedes have finally found so much potential. They've definitely put obviously a lot more work into the setups and things like that. But this is, right, changing the subject a bit right now, quickly. This is what I was going to ask. Has Formula One team this year, Jamie? Okay. Confirmed. They have not put a single upgrade on that car. How decent must the car have been at the start of the year, considering at the end of the qualifying, Mick Schumacher was like a tenth off Alfa Romeo, who have continued to bring upgrades? They've not bought loads of upgrades, I don't think. They've brought a few... But then, uh, yeah, it's kind of... You can accept it a little more with Haas because in Bahrain they were complete clowns. Um, yeah. And obviously neither driver knew how to set up a car at all. But that's what I'm asking. So, <laughs> how Do we yeah. reckon, Haas, had they had two experienced drivers, do we reckon they could have battled Alfa Romeo and Williams? No. <laughs> I think they, they maybe could have like scraped a point somewhere. Like that's, them, yeah, maybe. yeah. Like but Hungary, for example, or something. I don't like that. think they'd be quite as backmarkery as they are, but I don't think they'd have done much more than that. No, no. Um, but would you agree? Obviously, 
like, would you say generally the average... I'd say arguably the average to the cars in front this year is not even about a second a lap. Do you yeah, reckon they, most of that down, just comes from rookie? comes from the quality of driver as well. Neither are that good. Yeah, that's <laughs> also true. I mean, both of them beat your new goat of Formula 1 from <laughs> Shanghai. We, yeah, 2020 F2 was so unlucky for Joe, though. He should have been at least the first driver. Should he? Should he really? Yeah. He lost a Mazepin, Jamie. Not fair. He lost a Mazepin. Mazepin had way more luck and also finished 19th the year before. And just ran people off the road whenever they try and make a move. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, back to Saudi Arabia then next weekend. F2's back. F2's back. <laughs> Hyped for that. When was it? It was Russia? Russia race. two months ago. Like September. Two months ago it's oh, been it's since hard. the last F2 race. The calendar is just stupid. Yep. It also voids the championship, which is why Joe is the best driver. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, plenty of excitement. I, right, I wanted to tell a little story tonight. Now, I'm just going to get my phone quickly. Very rude, I know. But I go. would like to give a quick shout out to a subscriber of mine, and maybe a is follower. It, it is not, in fact. Oh, um, shame. It was a wonderful gentleman called Mohammed, who has bless his heart. He's been brilliant the last couple of weeks. He lives in Jeddah, and he has been sending me pictures and updates of how oh, the track's amazing. coming on. It is so cool, like genuinely. Really like cool. he's been telling me so much. I've learned so much about like Jeddah. And is it going to be ready? It, it is apparently going to be ready. But okay. seeing the track evolution, he originally messaged me. This must have been Tuesday. I think he said the pictures were from the 15th of November, so last weekend. Um, And the track then yesterday, it has come so far in a week. Like, I don't think a lot of the venues outside of the actual racetrack itself are ready. It's going to be a lot like Korea, I think. Yeah. Um, painting the lines on Friday morning. But it has been so interesting learning about, obviously, from someone that lives there, about, obviously, the way, sort of, like, they're taking Formula 1 and things like that. And, obviously, if you are listening to the podcast, Mohammed, I know I've said it before to you as well, mate, but I hope you have a wonderful time at the Grand Prix this weekend. Mm. But it, next weekend, sorry, then I should say. But, of course, the FIA confirming, I think, this week, aren't they, whether the track's ready or not. Yeah, Which is, and I think it... It will. Of it will be. It will be. Yeah. It, they'll sign it. It won't, it won't be done by the book because you're meant to have it ready like 90 days before. 60 days in advance, yeah. Yeah. But it will be signed off, ready to go for next weekend, which, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. Now, have you driven Jeddah on F1 2021, Jamie? I haven't driven F1 2021. If you've still not played the game? <laughs> no. Okay. Um. Again, obviously, coders do a pretty good job of track emulation. It's not perfect. I'm not going to argue it is. But it generally gives you a pretty good idea for the most part. Jeddah is looking like a roller coaster. I've seen videos of it on board on F1, and it, look, it does look really good. It makes me, it makes me worried that it's not really any good overtaking because it's like one braking zone. Yeah, a lot of the braking zones are not particularly big. And you, you go down to like fourth gear, and that's the lowest you are the whole lap. Really? Basically. Yeah. The the only places you're going to be able to overtake are final corner and first corner, by the looks of it. And it'll just be DRS overtakes if they can even get close enough. Yes. Which, yeah. yeah. Not a fan of the whole. We've got more corners than everyone else. Have they actually been claiming that as a fact? What yeah. A stupid. It's claim. got the most corners in Formula One with twenty-seven. How many? Twenty-seven. Okay, Singapore's got 23. Yeah. There used to be 25 Yeah. Singapore sling. Um, that, what a weird claim. But I'm trying to count around Jeddah now. How many Most of them? Most of them are just straight, One, aren't they? two, 
three, <clears throat> four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine. I want to say about fifteen are completely flat. Yeah, and if you do that in Monaco, you've got about eight corners before Casino Square. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, I don't want to go in with too much optimism or pessimism for Saudi Arabia, but on the other hand, I'm thinking Hamilton OP engine. There's so many straights. Show me Hamilton title. <laughs> or at least going into I, Abu Dhabi just, tide. I, I'm living in hope and expectation at this point. So, the, yes. The only thing that can help Hamilton now is Bottas comes P2. So at least Hamilton goes into Abu Dhabi with a championship lead so Verstappen but can't you, just take you him You don't think that's happening, though? Bottas beating Verstappen, really? I believe he could... Not that he will. No, sorry, I believe he should. (laughs) Not that he could or will. Yeah, it won't happen. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. But... Oh, I just want... I I want them to go into Abu Dhabi, or basically, one of these two races, Verstappen either has to win, or make sure both of them DNF. (laughs) Yes, basically. Which, if he does it discreetly, is fine. So... No! (laughs) (laughs) This is where it's so difficult, isn't it? Because we both want to see a fair fight to the end of the year. I, I, I want to see a Max I, I <laughs> You don't fair. care for a fair fight anymore, do you? You changed It's not shoot. been fair throughout the season. Bottas has taken Verstappen out about three times at one time, but it was bad. But Bottas didn't even crash into Max. Well, he hit Lando into Max. It was bowling, yeah. wasn't it? Like... But, uh, no, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to defend Bottas much here. Lando did cut in front of him and break very soon after, so all the downforce was gone from the front of that mug. It wasn't good by any stretch from (laughs) Bottas, but it's not the most uncommon thing. Remember, Lance started a whole lot worse into turn one. He did, to be fair. (laughs) But then comparing or saying, oh, you did better than Stroll is not really Yeah, it's not great, is it? (laughs) It's not great. Yeah, I think... It's very easy now, isn't it, for me to go, I want to see a fair fight to the end of the year when Hamilton, I'm praying that, means that Hamilton's going to win, basically. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the amount of bad luck, or in my opinion, obviously luck always plays a part in championships. Exactly. But Verstappen has a lot more bad luck than Hamilton this year. And this is the thing, isn't it? I'm not going to try and argue against that. But you could, the, thing, the problem I always have with this sort of thing is it's hypotheticals, isn't it? Hamilton yeah. could already be a 10-time Formula 1 world champion had things got his way. Yeah. Like you literally think, had three races in Formula 1 gone differently, Hamilton <laughs> would be a 10-time world champion going for number 11 this weekend. Yeah. Either Shanghai or Brazil, 2007. Spain 10. Spain 2010 and Malaysia 2016. Yeah. You could be looking at a man with 10 world titles wrapped up. And... Even in 2012, like there were three races. The reliability is obviously a team thing it's not really a luck thing yeah but he was screwed by reliability in 2012 yes so, yeah to be fair if Hamilton does win a title by luck it will he's probably earned it <laughs> and like I said to you a couple of weeks back I think this would be part of the Max Verstappen story arc if you will oh, I don't want it to be I want a title now I'm too impatient because <laughs> you can see already 2022 is going to be a Merc fest can you I know it already possibly possibly I the thing is though Max Verstappen genuinely is a different driver to Hamilton in the sense that I can genuinely see Verstappen going in and winning like 17 of 19 races one year 
Like, yeah. Once like, Hamilton's gone, like yeah. unfair levels of domination. If him and Red Bull are on it, you gotta hope Russell or Leclerc end up sorting themselves out. And well, the thing well. I don't—it's not that I don't believe Russell and Leclerc are capable of battling Max in equal enough machinery, but it's just Max has that ruthless and relentlessness yeah. to win week in week out. That if he had a Red Bull car that was a little bit overpowered, he would just poo all over everyone. Well, if he so. Verstappen's already had 15 podiums this year yep. and all of them have been first or second yep. so had and all of those seconds basically have been to Hamilton it's 16 podiums now I think is it 16? Yeah. I know he's going to set the record if he gets exactly he'd set 18 if he gets podiums in the yeah. last two so like if Hamilton had retired already which people said he was going to in January didn't they? Yep. Like he would have won like 16 races and this takes us back to the beginning of the episode doesn't it? had Hamilton or Verstappen not been here this year it would have been yeah. a very dead championship yeah but, whichever way it goes, it's been the best runner-up performance ever. Yeah, I, you nabbed that from me <laughs> yesterday, didn't you? I, I have. I tweeted yeah. that yesterday. And it's completely true, though, isn't it? Like, whoever doesn't win this title, it'll arguably be the greatest non-championship winning campaign we've ever seen in Formula 1. Yeah. But Hamilton's really going to win it. Happen. I really want Verstappen to win it. I, oh, I just the can't thing is, help I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it won't phase him, whichever way it goes. Because... I mean, he said it, and he's not—he's not getting his head. I don't think about it. This, but it'll, it'll phase his fans so much. I imagine people will literally turn away from F1 completely if, like, especially Dutch people. I if don't Verstappen know. Loses the title. I'll be honest. I—I I think Verstappen likes to say it won't phase him at all, but I'm genuinely not convinced. Obviously, it'll hurt. He's, and he's a racing. Driver, but the thing is, but, he's brought up yeah. on so much pressure from his dad from childhood that that won't make it that'll be he'll be kicking himself yeah because he'll blame himself well, he won't be knows. kicking himself his dad'll be kicking him <laughs> whether sadly whether that's metaphorically or literally probably literally I mean he's 24 now isn't he probably not anymore <laughs> but I think Max likes to play it off as all cool and chill but he is panicking I really hope that if he does win it he actually does care because like <laughs> Haha, <laughs> yes, boys, doesn't really cut it when you've won your first title. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Exactly. Um, but I need to stop thinking about the potential team radio when he wins the title because it's not going to happen. Do you genuinely so. not believe it's going to happen? I want to lower my expectations because all year I've been saying, oh, oh the luck will play out. I have a Stafford win. And now Mercedes have And come now on I'm good, not. Because right yeah. <laughs> this is the thing is that I can't help but feel if they go into Abu Dhabi and Max, if they both retire, is going to win the title. I can completely see him doing something. And I, I think he'd be almost stupid not to. If, especially if he qualifies second or qualifies behind Hamilton. Because if he's on pole, they might as well just play it normally. The problem is he's given himself such aggressive driver vibes anyway. Yeah. Like, it's just... I'm worried we see a Hamilton domination this weekend... Lewis, Max, front row in Abu Dhabi. Either Max is two break. points in front, one point in front, or they're tied. And Max just goes for the almightiest of sends into turn one. Or Lewis knows he does that, gets out of the way, and then Max is just a dick all day long. <laughs> I'd rate it. Uh, the, I, the, see it I think genuinely <laughs> the, the worry for me is the fact that, like 1997, for example, no one remembers that season apart from that moment. Yeah, and the season was fairly decent. Yeah, as well. Twenty twenty. Like, the deserves... thing, yeah, the thing for me is twenty twenty one has been such a good year, 
I hate the fact that genuinely I believe there is a big chance it'll be remembered for one moment. Oh, three moments. Or four moments. If you... <laughs> Every sprint race, they've crashed or come close to crashing. I still feel, though, in ten years' time, if something happens in Abu Dhabi, that'll be the thing people yeah, remember. that'll be the thing. I don't know. Yeah. I'm... Which is based on 1990, 1988, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 1989 and 1990. It was it 89, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just worried for the sport at the end of the day. <laughs> but it's just... It's the press that the FIA have set, isn't it? But this is the... we'll see what happens. Like... I like to think that they've got enough just an ounce of sportsmanship in them at Red Bull to not do that. Really? But equally, it would be quite funny, and Twitter will love it. <laughs> I don't know. The problem, I think, like I said, the thing is for me, like, obviously, especially doing these podcasts as well this year, this year of Formula One is, I think we can agree, probably in terms of a all-out championship battle, the best we've ever seen in our in the time we've been watching F1. I think in terms of two drivers on top two of the Two drivers, absolutely on it, leagues above everyone else, different teams... And I think and, 2012 was a better season because it was a lot less predictable. But again, 2012 was just Seb should have wrapped it up miles earlier than he did. No, the Red Bull wasn't great at the start of the year. They they sorted it out eventually, but yeah, they were qualifying a Q2 sometimes at the start of the year. Yeah. So I would say that was a better season just because the variation you had and the, loads of different teams could win races. But we're I mean, talking I'll, about I'll, an all-out like, championship battle here. This yeah, one has been battle. this one has been one for the ages. The best since 2006. Yeah, yeah. Which again, we weren't watching F1 back then. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just worried something will happen in these final couple of races that will not feel like we've wasted an entire year, but certainly <laughs> you'll feel like that if Verstappen wins. <laughs> no, I no. It depends how Verstappen wins for me. Like genuinely, okay. it. Okay, right, let's quickly go. Jed, uh, Saudi, yeah, Jeddah predictions, Jamie. What are we saying? Top three: Hamilton, Verstappen. He's random in third. I don't know. Bottas, go for it. Fair enough. I'm gonna go <laughs> Hamilton, Verstappen, Leclerc. It's a street track. Yeah, they've been all. on it a bit, haven't they? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, yeah, Leclerc's had two street poles this year, hasn't he? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Get get a Monaco repeat. That'll be nice. Yep. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, the thing, like I said, though, if so, we've we made our predictions now. We both believe Hamilton's going to win next weekend. For me, I'm I'm com- like, I've seen Hamilton wrap up seven world titles. <laughs> I don't believe this is his last chance to wrap up a world title either. I hope it's not, anyway. But if Verstappen gets to Abu Dhabi and he's just quicker, fair play. I'm willing, I will go to sleep at the end of Abu Dhabi going, he went up against the greatest driver of all time and he's come out on top. Yeah. However, um, <laughs> if he takes Lewis Hamilton out to wrap up the World <clears throat> Championship, I will be... You'll be crying. Oh, I won't cry, <laughs> but I will be upset by it. Yeah, I think... At this point, th- I've bigged up in my head so much yeah. that Verstappen's winning the title. I think the thing is for me at the end of the day as well, as much as I'm a Hamilton fan and things like this, I want to. I'm a fan of Formula One as well. Yeah. At the end of the day, and so I, you don't want to see it be stupid. I don't want to <laughs> see a crash decide. I'm saying that '94 was the start of Schumacher, wasn't it? And he basically won it by controversial means. Yep. 
But Schumacher was always happy to do that. Hamilton well, has never particularly been one to do that. And this is what the difference between Hamilton versus Stappen is. Uh, Hamilton and Schumacher even, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. For all we know, Hamilton might get a late race The Abu Dhabi podcast. podcast is going to be an absolute car crash. The Abu Dhabi preview and the Abu Dhabi <laughs> post are going to be... I mean, they're each going to be... The, the post one is just going to be one of us, depending on who's won the title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I just... I just pray. But Stappen can win the title this week. He could, next, theoretically. Next race. Which is, it's not completely unreasonable. I I had to explain to someone on Twitter this morning because someone said, oh, Hamilton's going to take Verstappen out and win the title in Jeddah. You can't win a title from starting the weekend behind with more than one, with with that not being (laughs) the last race of the year. That's not how maths works. Unless I've misheard, Jeddah isn't double points or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if I think it's what if Verstappen wins and Hamilton's lower than sixth, is it? Or uh, Hamilton needs nine points this weekend. Yeah, to keep it alive, which he will do. Yeah. So, but if you get a Monaco repeat, Hamilton finished seventh there. Yeah. And Verstappen won. Never know. Could be all over. Could be, but we've both predicted I, Hamilton's going to win. I hope. Yeah, we have. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, anything else to add, though, Jamie? We've had quite a spiritual second half to this podcast haven't we really yeah i guess yeah sure (laughs) uh no i want to go and eat food you want to go and eat food right okay (laughs) well i I guess we'll i guess we'll finish off there then shall we um thank you all so much for watching though what nonetheless um i'd just like to say a quick thank you to jamie as well you know since we've spoke about this year it has been a pleasure (laughs) two races to go i'm sure now the gloves will come off and we'll start kicking off with each other more but it's genuinely I, been a pleasure I will be an absolute, to re- I'll be a pain to record a podcast I know you if, will. I know if Lewis will. wins the title by the way yeah I'm, I'm well aware but I, it's been brilliant this year being able to cover like we said probably the best F1 season we've ever watched yeah. and being able to talk about the races with you as well at the end of the day yeah we're both reasonable people so <laughs> I like to think anyway but yeah, massive thank you to all of you guys as well uh, that have watched and enjoyed. If you've got any questions, make sure you leave them down below. Let us know your top three predictions as well are ready for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix next weekend. Let us know your thoughts and feelings on the sale. And yeah, we'll be back next week out ready to preview Jeddah properly as well as talk over some other random bits and pieces. But yeah, thank you all so much. And we'll be back next week with more of the Unnamed Motorsport Podcast. <laughs>